0: Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Bucket Protocol, man. I'm laughing because sometimes the the real world kicks in and the phone rings. So we gonna bring the music in once again right about now, son. Yo, we're back in uh in the All Things Comedy studio, man, out here on the West Coast, the West Coast. As as they say, West Coast is the best coast, but I'm from the East. Where's the beast? So it's all good, it's all gravy, baby. Yo, and um, yeah all know as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on All Things Comedy. um Follow, like, comment the father market protocol. Big up All Things Comedy the network. Big up. All the shows on All Things Comedy, check out some of the uh, fabulous ones for, like uh Dean Del Rey's uh uh Let There Be Talk Man, and also you got uh got, got Ian Edwards' Sucker Comic Rant. But bigger than all that, son, gotta big up this 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 podcast which you're gonna catch. Pretty much part two of this this uh, conversation, uh, hosted by none other than my man sitting to the right, the man with the plan, uh, my man Felipe, Felipe Esparza, uh, host, the, the brilliant What's Up Fool. Is is it what's or what? What's up. It's what's up. What's up, fool? And, and I got my man Felipe right here, my brother from another mother. Felipe, what's popping, man? How you doing?
1: What's up, fool?
0: Chilling, chilling, man. Chilling. We've we been trying to make this happen. It's been like a year. Because cause, cause I remember when you had John Sally yes. up on your joint, and, and we saw each other, because Felipe, um, obviously, like I said, he records um, for all things comedy as well, and he usually records on uh, Wednesdays at, at noon. Noon. Yeah, Wednesdays at noon, and anytime I'm in L.A., I usually... You know what's funny? I always I always ask, do you guys have available? And, and, and Aaron's like, we have 10 o'clock. No, nobody else wants to come in at this hour, Dean, but I'm a morning person, and so... Uh, when 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 I found out I was gonna be here, it just so happened you happened to reach out at the same time. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I can do uh, you can do mine, and then I can do yours. And uh, tell tell the people um, that are listening, all the fam. We have like family out here, so all the fam, tell them what they can expect when they listen to to what's up, fool.
1: What's up, fool is my podcast. Yeah. It's um, it's raw, it's real. It's about recovery. Mm-hmm. We talk we talk about um, recovery. Okay. Not usually just recovery, but somehow it's, it's leading on to recovery. Okay. And um, a lot of drug addicts listen to our show, non-drug addicts. Mm-hmm. People are trying to stop do the, doing drugs. People are trying to find a way to um, just get away from doing drugs and, right. you know, find a, find a hobby. Okay. So we get a lot of people who just finished doing, just finished stop doing drugs. Right. And then li- they listen to our podcast, they listen to my stories, and... Um, they click on it, 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 don't matter, it don't matter if they're white, black, Asian, we got people in Ireland, right? and um, we just got a letter from, I got a letter from a guy in Utah, mm-hmm. Mormon, mm-hmm. and it's funny, he starts with a letter, um, first of all, man, he goes, um, I'm one of those white guys you talk about, the privilege, uh-huh. German, yeah. funny. French, you know, I'm white. Right. You know, he's white. I thought his photo. Right. When, and, when, um, when you
0: said Utah, I was like, I automatically decided even if he wasn't white, I was like, hey, he's, he's white.
1: Well, he could be Samoan, too. No, a lot that's of Samoans true. In that's... <laughs> a lot of Fijians. Right, right. And um, he he wrote a long letter how he's gay and um, he struggled with being gay for all his life and did a lot of drugs, you know, trying to hide the feeling. Okay. A lot of shit, a lot of drugs and. And um, one day he was like feeling like doing drugs again, mm-hmm. but he's gay, and I uh, was I just for, for some reason just opened your podcast and I started listening and I binge all of them. Mm, wow! And he wanted to, he wanted to thank me for uh, staying sober and oh dude being nice. Dude, he said my stories helped him because uh, and then he was telling me that um, some somebody in his family died, mm-hmm. and then he felt like going doing drugs again, and uh, he said that. Uh, but, but, one one of your guests on your show was talking about it how, huh? because yeah, I'm am I'm a, I'm a crackhead, bro. I just do a lot of crack, mm-hmm. and um, every time I try to I try like stopping, mm-hmm. I always found a way to find an excuse to, to justify, go back to justify, to justify it. Right. Well. well, that was this guy I was going to say. I think one of his parents or his best friend died, and um, he figured, well, that's a good excuse to go get high.
0: Right, right, right. I did, I I need this to to comfort myself in this time of mourning.
1: Yes, yeah, so. Right. I always found like an excuse to get high like oh the Dodgers won well, I'm just a little bump.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't not that how isn't that how, <clears throat> isn't that how uh, you know addiction sort of wins and why addiction is so hard because it's so easy to uh to to find an excuse to to make an excuse and and, and lapse back or or slip back into that dark dark hole.
1: Yeah and um also like like if you never saw your parents make up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know your parents always broke, they would fight but you never saw them make up, you know, right. they never showed us making up. You only they saw the negative
0: versus the positive. Yeah,
1: right. And and um they never said I'm sorry in front of us, right. you know, they never got it all together and said listen man me and your mom were fighting, yeah. you know, even if you would have said well she's acting, she, she's acting a fool, mm-hmm. I was acting a fool, mm-hmm. but no one has ever brought, like a lot of people fight and they don't bring their kids in the meeting or let them know what happened so their kids go on thinking that okay, you just fight mm-hmm. and then somehow it gets better some way.
0: Right. Right. But
1: we don't know that they made up. Mm. So that was my thing. I, I would fight with somebody with a girl or somebody and then just stop being their friend. Right. Forever.
0: Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. Because now is is this in the midst of of your addiction. This is right like Smack Daddy in the, in the midst of your addiction. So at what point did you realize cuz that's I, I think that's that's very important that um, especially being a parent. Um once you become a parent, you you sort of think of all the things that you did that weren't done in front of you like say for instance if you were y- if you were young and you didn't see you saw your parents argue um, and they still wound up together so there was a makeup but you didn't see the makeup it. Um, in your mind that's automatically you're planning like all right, well Maybe, maybe they're just together because we're here because we the kids are here, but if, if we weren't here because you, then your mind is allowed to wander. yeah, you we never have closure, there's no closure. and so when in your life did you realize, oh, you know what I'm going about this the wrong way instead of me cutting people off, uh, let let's have a conversation and maybe find resolution.
1: I had no idea.
0: Really, really, it, did it, it just, just happen, sort of happen all
1: of a sudden? Like all of a sudden, something in my head said, "Wait, wait, wait! I can't let this person walk away." Well, okay, it was okay. my fault. Okay, okay. So then I just called up Betty and said, "Man, I know it was my fault. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Right, don't go."
0: Was it? Was it? Was it in the midst of? of were you still uh, in in addiction, or were you in sobriety? Oh, sobriety. Before? Okay, so sobriety helped helped yeah. offer clarity. You know, which which is beautiful. And and was that person someone that you like? Cause I'm imagining that it's someone you you had to care about them yes. enough to to say you know what I'm I'm tripping I, yeah I there's something in me that's telling me I got I can't let this person walk out of my life yeah what what did it was it was it your wife did it turn I think out? with my
1: my my wife mm-hmm. and other people because okay. I'm I've been with my wife ten years okay okay shout and, out uh, to your wife Lo- lovely
0: late uh, yeah we're married now yeah. we're
1: together I think eight okay and I do a bit about it now you know because uh-huh. I know they're like I thought I never. You, you don't notice it when you're with somebody that long that you're not married to them because it's in your head you're married to them. Right, right. You start I'm, saying it's my wife dude, right here. I'm the,
0: you you? I, same way we've been. My wife and I've been together forever. Like we were, we were together so long that that. Uh, well, we married already, baby. Yeah, in God's like, eyes, that's wifey, right? Right. That's how that's how dudes get over nowadays. Right? If you're they're like wife to us, dog. That's how wiped up. That's wifey <laughs> right there. And and women are like. Oh, uh, okay. And you but but a married dude like yourself myself, we like nah son, that's the slickest angle <laughs> out. He was like, Oh, he called the wifey. She like, oh you call your wifey. I'm like, yeah, but ain't no ring. <laughs> <laughs> There's no commitment. Ain't no commitment. This food could bone out anytime he wants. He got like seven other wifeies. He got a <laughs> He got a harem full of wives. he got wives everywhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. So she, she's been in your quarter for a long time.
1: Yeah, man. You start getting pressure from the family. Hey,
0: Dad, you going to marry
1: Mom or what?
0: Oh, damn Okay, <laughs> from the family. From the... <laughs> that <What>? is... <laughs> when your kids are like, come on, son. <laughs> your kids sitting around like, hey, old yo, Pops, you know, I mean, I, I know you called the wife, but could you, you know... I got a different last name from my mom's <laughs> It makes it confusing at the PTA meeting. So can you uh make something happen? That's funny. That's funny, son. Um, you know, and so I like to I like to get people's uh people's story. You and, and for for those of y'all that don't know, Felipe and I I think the first <coughs> time we worked together was was it Comics Unleak? Comics Without, Com- Comics Without Borders? Comics Without Borders with Russell Without Peters. Russell, Russell, yeah, Russell Peters. funny guy, funny guy. Um, yeah, I remember we, we met, that was, uh, where did we shoot that at? The El, Dude, po- El- Del Rey. El de- yeah, El Del Rey.
1: It was me, you, a bunch of comedians. Yeah. Um, Eric Andre was in there. Eric
0: Andre, Uh, uh Mike, Mike, uh, damn, Mike, w- Big smile, Dan. big smile. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Mike E. Winfield,
1: Mike E. Winfield, yes, Mike E.
0: Winfield. I think Ahmed Ahmed. Ahmed, Ahmed, a um,
1: Oh um, yeah, a lot of those are coming Com- Without borders, right? Com- yeah, yeah. I met a man, Sam Tripoli, Tripoli, yeah. Um, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, man. Shane was... Moss, I think.
0: Yeah, Moss. They barely yeah. knew who he was. Right, 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 yeah, right. So like
1: who's this young kid?
0: Well, you know what was funny about about that taping. I always likened it to pretty much like like most sort of uh, all-star showcases. Um, and what was different about this, for those that don't know, Comics Without Borders, uh, it aired on Showtime Networks here in, uh, in the U.S. and it's, it's, I think it's available on Netflix and whatnot. But what was dope was they set it up where they put a headliner and a feature so the feature would do... I think like ten minutes, and the headliner would do like twenty minutes. And twenty, uh, yeah, and um, and and then they also did like a little interview segment that they would they would bump into prior to your set. So so what I enjoyed about that was. Your, your, it, it reminded me of um enter the dragon with with bruce lee where like yeah. you had the best of the best you know like like kung fu movies where you, you had this one cat in his style might be praying mantis and another dude's like tiger crane style you know and everybody came together and was like I right, well you going to rock out I'm going to rock out let's see let's see who uh who comes with it you know and it was it was a dope experience and uh and, and reconnected connected Cats like myself and yourself, but also I—I I had known Russell. Russell and I knew knew each other from, like the early '90s when when we were both starting out. So really? Yeah, yeah, man. Up in um, Russell was from Toronto, and I I started out in uh, in Rochester. His
1: listeners are saying, "No, he's from Bramford." Right, right, right. right.
0: <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. And uh, and so we used to do uh. <clears throat> We would do shows together up there. That's it and, and uh so it's all it's always dope when you uh it's nice just when you see people like you just mentioned a bunch of cash. It's nice that we're all still out here.
1: Yeah, we're all still grinding. And I've also
0: um I, I met Eric Condry
1: on that show at that that um I met him at the the Russell the other mother show, I think I did. With oh, okay, him. okay. And um he remembered me. He goes, Felipe, you like my drug you look like my drug dealer back in New York. Oh, and I said, Cool. <laughs> so um he, he ended up being on the Eric Andre show. Yeah, His, yeah. And then he, he, had, he had me on the show like four times. Oh, that's dope, that's dope. As um, um episode uh, when uh, Hannibal Burris said, well, I have, a, I have a co-host too now, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but he is a host. Right, he, right. He can't have a co-host, can't have a co-host.
0: Co-host, co-host right. Yeah,
1: so here's my host. And then Felipe Esparza and I come out with no t-shirt. Oh,
0: that's funny. Oh, you want Tracy Morgan style. No no shirt is not a party till You come in without a shirt. I worked with uh, Tracy Morgan finally. Oh, did you wear it? Like stand up. Or... Show
1: in um in Manhattan? Um, uh, i think. Was with... it
0: Toyota Comedy Festival? No, I don't know what it was. Oh no, you did uh you did Hot 97. Yes. April Fool's Comedy Jazz. Yes. Which is perfect because your podcast, What Up, Fools. So, so yeah, the April Fool's Comedy, I remember when you were there. A the
1: big uh, show, man. Yeah, it was Ricky Smiley, yeah. Tracy Morgan, D. Ray Davis. Um, was it the way Tony or? Woods.
0: Woodsy. Shawty. And um, perfect, some other
1: chick named um, Roxanne or Roxette. Jeez, she sorry. had the podcast. She's a black woman. Oh, uh, was
0: it Marina? Roxy? Not Marina. No. No, who else? I don't know who that is.
1: And then Tracy Morgan, like I told him my name a bunch of times. What's your name? It was Felipe Esparza. Yo, Felipe give me Esparza.
0: your name one more time. I I, I know it. I just want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. That's what he said.
1: Then he, when he went, when he brought me up on stage, he didn't even uh, he said my name with no consonants. No. <laughs> so was ah, like Elipe Esparza. Give it up! Give it up for Felipe Esparza. Something like that. And then the crowd was like, who the fuck? Then I said, I'll give it up for Kevin Hart, ladies ah, and gentlemen. Ah, Man, ah, he was doing windmills backstage ah, laughing. that's hilarious. He Yo, was that's hilarious right there. You see, man, he, he he looked at me and goes, Yeah, man, He this guy's gonna make him, man. Yeah, you
0: got, got a spark in his eyes. That's what he said. He got spark in his eyes. <laughs> he got tools. He got tools. He 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 knows how to fly without a net. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta fly without that net. You cause you know. I didn't know his name. I tried rehearsing it a couple times. He knew I was gonna mess it up. I didn't mean it, it wasn't personal. I, I love you. I love you, Felipe. I know how to say. It. I know how to say it now, cause you earned my respect. Yeah, that's what it said. It's, you earned my respect. <laughs> yeah, Tracy, Tracy. But yeah, that's how you knew a party was a party was when uh, Tracy. So I now I got to go find those episodes of the Eric Andre's show, man, because that yeah, that that show was weird. I remember watching. I was like, this is this is way left, but you know what? What I also dug about that show was. Uh, Hannibal and because I remember Hannibal and Andre and and, uh, Eric when they when they both was you know still sort of uh, like just like newer cats um, in New York and I love I love that like when one is on the other pulls the other in. that's how it should be reciprocity when I get on I'm gonna put my man's on and and vice versa which I which I know you do with your peoples you know which which is uh which is cool I want I want to I want to take it back to the to the uh, to the beginning so where you from. Who? You. Oh, L.A. L.A., okay. LA. Boyle Heights. Okay, okay.
1: The capital of East Los
0: Angeles. East, East, East L.A., uh, uh, La Raza. Yeah,
1: it? man, but I was born in Mexico. Oh, yeah? Snuck in, fair and square.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So, c- so, Hugh, with- so
0: Trump, if he wins, he's coming for you?
1: No, nah, he's not coming for yeah. me, man. I'm legal. All right, boom. He's coming for people who are not legal. Ah, okay. Now nah, he's coming for what I don't understand how like somebody could be living this long, 15 years, 20 years, right. and never got your shit together, man.
0: Right. There's a point where you're supposed to say... Uh,
1: so along the way, man, you kids right. can't be like, <clears throat> hey, we got to get married sooner or later, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got to get married to this country sooner or later. Right. You can't be America's side chick right. forever, <laughs> hiding in corners, <laughs> Every time the America's main man shows that we gotta right. go hide somewhere. Right, right, right. Man, get a Like I don't know, my, my My parents, we came here in like in the s- late seventies. Late seventies, okay. And then we got our our green cars in eighty four.
0: Okay, so it didn't 82. take you too long to to start working towards.
1: Yeah, but we had a plan. my dad already had family here already set up. Got you, man. If you, it's hard when you come to a new country and you don't know nobody. Oh, bro, I, I, nobody. I, I, you're a refugee. Yeah, yes, you are. You're a Syrian refugee. Right.
0: Did did uh, did your parents speak English?
1: Hell no, they still don't speak English. <laughs> I, Hold on,
0: did did, they didn't speak English, but they wanted you you to learn it, so you were their translator. Yeah, dig
1: it. That's dig my it. my new special gonna be called Felipe Translate This.
0: <laughs> For real. Oh that's hilarious that's funny that's I'm I'm psychic too Cause my parents don't know don't, um,
1: it's funny my, my dad um he's been in the, the the America long enough where he could just take his US citizen test in Spanish oh wow i didn't even know you could do wow. that see my my dad found a loophole
0: yeah yeah
1: you could take your um the the US the, the US citizen the US citizen test in any language you have, you want. I didn't know that. If you're Chinese and you've been here 30 years and mm-hmm. you want to take it in Chinese, yeah.
0: Wow. Because we welcome everyone. Yeah, so, so we we... my
1: dad was like reading, a, re- studying his test, all in Spanish. What colors is a flag? Azul, blanca, y roja? Nice. Who was the first president? Was? Jorge Washington?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge. <laughs> 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 That's funny. I'm sorry.
1: Good. Yeah, man. He took it in Spanish okay. and he's citizen. He I got to keep my rights. Yeah, yeah. He votes. My okay. mom votes. My mom's American citizen. I'm not yet. I got married. I thought I was going to just be a shoe in mm-hmm. Once you marry a white woman, you become right. automatically. Right. But now you're still going to take a test.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now they they, they they, want you to commit. You got to commit.
1: They're going to check your background.
0: Yeah. Make sure you all legit. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> did you ever, um, what, <laughs> that's funny. But let me, I'll come back to that. So you, you grew up East, uh, East L.A., um was was it a challenge being, you know, the parents or, or the child of uh, immigrants that didn't didn't speak the language, or were all of your neighbors uh speaking speaking uh Espanol as well, and therefore it wasn't really a challenge until you went out into the the American like the school system? I got here when I was like
1: five or six. Okay. So, um I picked up English right away. Okay. I guess because I was young and There was no, um, all my classes were in English. There was no um, English as a second language. Mm -hmm. So everything I was taught was in English. Gotcha, gotcha. I was never, like, pulled to the side and somebody translated for me. Oh, that's good. We all learned the same A, B, C. Right, right, right. So we were all learning at the same level. But now it's different because now they have uh, English as a second language class. Mm -hmm. So they have a special class for Special needs people who mm. don't speak English. Do you, I do you, think that slows things down.
0: I was gonna say, do you do you agree with that or you? No, with, yeah, because especially because you came up in an era where you they were just like you, you you're thrown into the yeah because uh, if cause if you're old, hanging,
1: cause if you're hanging, you're, hanging, you're in a class where everybody speaks English sooner or later one of the students is gonna help you right, right. it always happens like another right. kid will take you on his wing listen right. listen Paco this right. is the way you say this okay it's lying, not belion right right
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's uh that's interesting that you say because I, I I feel the same way I'm like instead of I don't like using not necessarily dumbing down but raise up like because you're you're gonna be forced to uh, to step your game up you were forced to step your game up also based on not, not just um, the situation at hand but also I'm sure there there was uh being being a child you're like I don't want to be in bad, you have the pressure of you don't want to be the one that sticks out as not being able to communicate in English like everybody else. So that that, that made you work harder, you know? Yeah. Versus saying, oh, well, everybody else is speaking uh, English as a second language, so I'm not really pressed to have to,
1: you know? So whenever my mom and, my mom and I talk now, I sp- I'm speaking English mm-hmm. and she's answering in Spanish and asking oh, okay. me questions in Spanish okay. and I'm answering in English.
0: That's interesting. Well, she don't
1: speak English to me. She but speaks she, in all in Spanish, but I'm speaking English. Like, Mom, how was your day? Oh, me, día fue bien. fui mm-hmm. a la tienda, fui para allá. Mm-hmm. Mira esto, mira eso. Oh, who was there with you? Oh, estaba Rosa, Lupe. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good time? See, see, see. It never. And they were having a conversation like that. But she, she understands. It, she understands obviously. everything I'm saying. Okay. But I can't find wo- the right words in Spanish to say. I c- I could speak in English. Mm-hmm. But I I can also speak in Spanish, but I don't know that mean. I don't know the big Spanish words. Mm-hmm. You know, like of course, like comprehend is easy, comprende. Oh, comprende. But there's other words I don't know. Like I'm proud I knew that one. Some I don't know, man. I will just go to sabes. You know.
0: <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. So so you you you're growing up in the in uh, in what? Well, East L.A. was like a notorious neighbor, cause in New York. We we knew about East East L. East LA, like same way Wu Tang Clan was not not to be effed with like East L. A. You didn't go and, and, and mess around. So it was a rough neighborhood. Yeah, it was rough, man. Well, I grew up in
1: Boyle Heights. That's like the suburb, the <laughs> inner city before you get to East L. A. Like okay. once you leave downtown L. A. Going east, Boyle Heights is the first neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to um, Indiana, which is four, four miles away, okay. that's East Los Angeles. Ah, okay, okay. East Los Angeles has more more houses gotcha. than Boyle Heights. We're in the flats. Okay. So we're mainly by, like, um, it would be considered, like, from New York, um, the, the shittiest neighborhood next to the battery when the battery was in shit.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes. Yeah. All right. That makes. Yeah, because a lot of
1: in- industrial areas in that yeah, area, right? Yeah. That's where I grew up. Uh-huh. All industrial, all factories. People going in and out of work mm-hmm. all the time, so it was good growing up where I lived because there was a lot of factories outside, out, out of our neighborhood. We could go break into. Okay. <laughs> not really that work. Like such a kid. Not really work because. Uh-huh. Um, our, the last generation before us fucked that up for us. Uh, in what way? Because they used to get work there, and mm-hmm. then they'll fuck up, and then come back and rob. So then all these warehouses, they knew our zip code, they knew our addresses. Mm-hmm. So once they they knew our street numbers, mm-hmm. so once somebody from, they say, um, this guy wants to live here, wants to work here, but he lives on um 1634 East 5th Street. Then mm-hmm. uh, he looks at the numbers, it's 1634 to... 30, three thousand okay those are the housing projects mm. so they just threw the application away
0: oh wow wow so it it, it, it bit them in there yeah dig it
1: so we couldn't get no jobs there ever damn so a lot of the a lot of the older homies that that were um older than me I was 12 14 those guys were 19 25 they would hang out like at this truck stop like, day laborers. Mm, mm-hmm. And they'll just hang there all night, all morning, and then, like, a truck will pull in and go, yeah, man, I'm going to need four guys to unload this truck, and then right. my friends will go in there, right. unload it, saran wrap it, put it on pallets, mm-hmm. and then that guy will give him some money. Right, right. Then these guys will go back to the neighborhood and spend it on drugs.
0: I dig it. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that something? That's the, the circle of life.
1: That was, like, the, the loser job, like, oh, man, fuck that. I don't want to go work in the trucks. Right,
0: right. Because we, we still I still see uh, day laborers uh, in Brooklyn like like it's funny because you see a lot a lot more um, uh, immigrants now like if, if if you go back even just a decade you didn't you didn't see it as as uh, as prevalent as you do now which which always amazes me when I hear people complain about you know uh, go back to your country I'm like y'all yeah, ain't working those jobs like you know what I mean like I. I because i'm as a especially as a veteran like i understand fighting uh, and defending the, the the country and and the rights of the american citizens but i'm like you know the the, the promise i also know <clears throat> that the system is set up to not let certain people get in it's harder for for uh, certain immigrants to come to the uh, the states legally so that's not I'm, I don't want any, I don't want letters I don't want anybody listening sending me a message oh so you're saying people should just come in and leave? I'm not saying that but the people that are here illegally it's not like they're just they're like i'm in america now i made it and just laying around actually working like trying to work or working you know to make make life better and become citizens you know at least at least uh from from afar looking in from outside looking in from my perspective that's how it looks um uh, do you get do you get uh do people write write uh based on your podcast and hit you with like yeah man I don't like what you say no we don't okay that's good that's good I, I i i've i've had comments I haven't really had any negative comments I've had like um like there there are a couple of uh cats that listen that will uh like catch if i if i caught something or a fact that was like off or even like some some reference and they' they're good about that but fortunately uh the fam that listens, they they don't they don't uh, get too harsh with me. I wish so they
1: I would, then that way I know they subscribed. That's true, true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that they're paying attention, right? We got a couple of people like. There's a guy that um, his name is um, Jose Rivas. I think that's his name. He lives in Japan, and oh, he's wow. from the he's from um, the LA, from East LA.
0: Okay, he's in a military.
1: No, he's a translator.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so
1: he translates our podcast in Japanese to his students. So the students get a little bit of the history of LA.
0: So is, oh dude, that's yeah. hot.
1: So they're over there, that's hot. there's a, uh, we set a merch, He buys merch and this is Japanese girl who wears our what's so food. Oh that's she dope. She has no idea who we are, but she that's wears dope. it.
0: I like that, that's dope.
1: <laughs> Japanese, Japanese man, I mean they love American culture, yeah. it's all good, but do you know what they love more? They love the Latino culture. They love it. They love the hip hop culture. They love the whole the whole lowrider scene. Yeah. Like sometimes like you were like you ever like go on YouTube or wherever you're on someone's page and you see somebody then you see that motherfucker again, another photo. Yeah. Then you see this photo, but you don't know him, right? <clears throat> but you're wondering why all these fools know him, but you don't know him, right? Right. right. And you start digging around, researching. You do the
0: research. Then you're there
1: uh, two hours looking for the fool. You don't even never met him. Yeah,
0: you are on an internet journey.
1: So I follow this guy who I will see in like an, in photos, right? And I will fo- see him in in old school photos, like rapping. Then I saw him with um, nowadays with um, Sons of Anarchy. But I, I went through the whole list of watching this dude. Who the fuck is this you, guy? You
0: watched his transition. Yes. His
1: growth. And I went for, all oh. the way back to the late 90s. Wow. Some guy, and he had a, a tattooed face. Mm. He's a Raider fan. He has a tattooed face. He has a big old harbor area tattoo on his stomach. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to this because a crazy-ass dog, right? Right, right. Or from somewhere. And he's been on some movies. But he's like, he wears old school gangster, like with a Zutsu. Okay, suit. right. And then he has a Japanese lady. Oh, wow. And I was wondering, how the fuck did he have a Japanese lady beat this gangster from Harbor City, Wilmington? His name was M- I found out his name was MC Pancho. MC Pancho. What he's, up, MC Pancho? Do- I went to another interview, and I, and I saw a whole interview about him. Uh-huh. I'm going to invite him to a podcast. I never met him. Dig it. But I learned everything about him. <laughs> you know, and, and I and I'm glad that I, I, I used to be quick to judge people, you know, because I'm from the hood. Right. And I know when somebody's the loser. <laughs> but I I I saw him and said, No man, this guy is like eccentric. There's something about there's something so, about yeah. him, or else he wouldn't be here. And he hosted the the tattoo convention in um in Denver. Really? With some hot chick, with a lot of tattoos. You know, those beautiful girl yeah, tattoos. Yeah, the, the, uh, she has 700,000 followers. This guy only has 2,000 followers on Instagram, but he gets uh, to coast she, that shit. Yeah, she, she I mean, he him. has street cred somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. somebody was like, we got to get uh, Pancho, MC Pancho.
1: So I, I, thought this, I thought, okay, this guy has to make all his money selling drugs. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm already stereotyping this right, guy. Right, right, right. And um, I looked him up. No, this guy is the most humblest, realist, nicest person you uh-huh. can ever meet. And he's telling me the story, he goes, he's telling, I, I feel like he's telling me this story, but he's not telling me, he's telling the whole world. Right. He said that he started making cassettes in the 90s, and was giving them out, because like he couldn't tapes. sell them, mixtapes, okay. like, like, like MC Hammer, selling out mm-hmm. of his car, mm-hmm. and he was selling them, selling them, they didn't really make that much money selling them, but he always had a job. Um, he said that his album and, and made it to Japan. They were selling his cassettes for five thousand dollars. Are you no, kidding me? He sold five thousand copies at fifty dollars each. Dude, never got a money from it. Mm-hmm. These Japanese guy bootlegged it, and they sold five thousand copies for fifty bucks each. But so, so now they're like, they're searching for him, like searching for Sugar Man. Right,
0: right. Sugar Man. <laughs> Sugar Because I'm tired of this scene.
1: That guy. Yeah. So they searched Rodriguez. him. Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. And then they flew him out to, he don't know who a big star in that little ass town in Japan. Little town. And he's taking photos of everybody. He's like Danny Trejo over there. Wow.
0: But, Dude, that's crazy.
1: And I found it out in two hours, you know, and just this, searching and, him. And
0: this all happened just because you kept noticing his face yes. on different uh, different posts. And so you're like, who's this guy?
1: And long story short, he's just a longshoreman from the harbor area, San Pedro, uh-huh. working there 26 years.
0: Dang.
1: He goes, man, he goes, he was able to hit a, hit a rough pass when he was under 20, mm-hmm. but he 21, got a job as a longshoreman, union man. Everything he's had. He bought from his job. Mm. He never, not, he didn't get no, no money from movies, no money from those albums. Self-made guy. You. Give me the chills, man. Like, yeah, man. He's a cool guy.
0: He sounds like a, a cool guy. Ca- I, I love the fact that you just you stumbled upon him. You know, yes. it wasn't you didn't you didn't, It wasn't like you were saying, yo, who can we who can we, uh, who can we inter- interview on my show? You were just curiosity, you know, and, and and I think that's the power of the internet that people don't, um, well, people do utilize it, but, you know, because the inter- internet is used for, for evil or just used for bad purposes so often, I mean, even something as simple as just, like, internet porn, like, think about how many times you go into internet porn, and you're like, and you're like man, I should be do, doing something more productive, but you're like, ah, oh, but... But interracial, uh, whatever. Nah, I don't know. drink up in the daytime. Huh? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you have all day to kill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, my dude Harris that just, just just called, he actually allots himself a, a time of the day. There have been times where I'll call. He has. He doesn't mind me saying this, which is why I can say it. But I'll call him. He's like, hey, man, you interrupted my, my session. You know, oh. It's my moment. I'm like, oh, my, my bad. You know, hit me back. You know, in an hour, after you find just the right scene or what have you, um, but it's nice that you used it for something good, something positive. To find out something positive that that um, might have not only inspired you but and gave you chills, but also your uh, your listeners and, and and the people that support your uh, your podcast. It's
1: crazy, cause then the girl the girl he's 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 dating. I think he met her in Japan.
0: Oh, when you said that, I was like, oh, okay, well, it, it made sense. And
1: she dresses like. There's photos of him with a bunch of Japanese, and those Japanese look like they were raised here in Pico Union, right. the Valley. They look straight thug because
0: they love they, they love, love the, the lifestyle, love the blood and
1: blood out, man.
0: Right? Oh wow! Wow, you just that's took the, the shit back. right yeah. there.
1: Yeah, We had on our on our show we had Miklo. Did you really from we blood and blood? We found and? that motherfucker somewhere. Is he, he still acting? He's still acting. Okay, he's big. Look like some actors are big in other countries. He's mm-hmm. big in Germany.
0: Okay, wow. It's well What's amazing about entertainment, man, is you never know, especially now with the internet. Um, excuse me, you never know who's peeping, who's checking you who's out, who's checking you, you out, out. You know, I, 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 I'm always amazed when I have, uh, you know, people, you know, hit me up, uh, you know, from where, from say, say from HK, from Hong Kong. You know, we have a, a, a listener a supporter, uh, Alyssa, and and she uh, she checks out. I'm like, really, Aly. You listen to this. You but but I always I love it. I appreciate when people people reach out because you don't know people like you said. People will stumble upon you. That's that's the one thing I miss about having my afro is I know with my when my hair was big, it it uh it stood out. You know it was it, because like you said it was a when when someone the same with your look. You know you have a lot of hair. You have a you have an interesting yeah. style. You know and and, and coming up uh, the way I came up. Um, you you had the more the more your swag was based <laughs> on your originality. You know that's that's what's missing. I think in in. Uh, entertainment, specifically hip hop and pop music, today is everyone sort of is cookie cutter. Even even like a lot of say the rappers, a lot of rappers all look exactly the same.
1: On they sound the same and too. Sounds exactly. Got a lot of enemies. Yeah. Got a lot of enemies. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. It's like I, we get it. <laughs> we
1: people, know you got enemies. People
0: don't like you. We get it. <laughs> all right, move Everybody's on. Everybody's hating. Right, right. You know, and uh, and and, and you're so stacking chips. You're stacking cheddar, stacking <laughs> chips. And, I like. trip on the rappers like just
1: hanging out at their house and a lot of these guys are unknown those are the guys I follow too Uh I find a rapper like I don't know who he is Mm -hmm. but I follow him and then they're inside their car with stacked up money and I'm like I'm watching this like this is 2016 bro I'm thinking, is a bank giving out that much cash nowadays? Because <laughs> right. you walk into a bank, you should have closed your account. They're not going to give you no cash. Right. They're going to give you a check. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walk out of this.
0: You go to the check, cash, and place it, and, and... <laughs> I mean, who's cashing <laughs> right. all these checks? Who's, cashing... who's paying these rappers in right. cash? That's funny. That's funny. Promoters that that uh, try to clean, them. Oh, clean their Oh, man. Because I know nobody.
1: that I, I saw a movie once with Little Richard, and he was one cat. They used to get paid in cash back yeah, in the days. Yeah. And I remember in the movie, I was told I could just picture that movie right away, man. Cause I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um little Richard has just got paid and he's paying everybody off. And he opens up his briefcase and he's getting fucked up. Uh-huh. And he's taking money out of the briefcase and uh-huh. paying everybody off. Mm-hmm. Then he sees a young white couple mm-hmm. and then he starts to uh, make out with her. So then he starts making out, making out. Man, his fucking orgy starts right mm-hmm. after. Oh wow! And the whole time he has the money right there, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, how easy it is to rob these people. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's I, I remember. Uh, I think uh, Chuck, Chuck, uh, Chuck Berry um, also. Like a lot of those cats back in the days, man. Because which I guess makes sense because a lot of them probably didn't have bank accounts, you know, especially if they were they were black of color. They didn't have the access to the bank. Yeah, so man. They're like, here, I'm taking that money, which is now like a wives tale where. where they uh they get the money and put it under the mattress i i ain't gonna front i i sometimes like when i this is my merch when i sell my t-shirts i uh if whatever i sell cash i you know i i, I put look i'm look the the, <laughs> the 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 guard in my head is like now nah, you can't tell people exactly where where you uh put but when if i if i make a couple hundred dollars um, selling T-shirts. I don't always deposit that money. That's that's fun money, you know. That's that's the money. Or I'll go re-up and get some more shirts, and then take what you know, some addition and stash it like in, in a sock or did you ever, something. You know, did
1: you ever stash money in your house even though you're living alone.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> let me tell you something. There's nothing better than you ever stumble upon some money. I think that there's something wonderful about look. There's nothing. I love. Like like especially in the winter, especially in in New York, because you you're you're running through a couple of different winter winter coats, and so I love to just like sometimes like if if I go, if I have like a uh, if I go to grab like say just uh, food at a restaurant. And I pay cash. Say, say the bill is, uh, you know, say sixty dollars. And and it's no, the bill is like forty-five. But I want to uh, leave leave something, so I'll give like sixty. I uh, yeah, take take a tip. I'll take that five or ten dollars and just dump it in my pocket. But I do that, and it accumulates. So then by the following year. If I'm just like walking around, I reach in and have like forty dollars in my pocket. I'm like, oh, you know. Every so often, I'll just say, here, you know what? Uh, here, just stash like twenty, thirty dollars here. I, yeah, I'm still. That's old school, I guess. That's real old school. And when I, I was
1: watching that Snoop Dogg, when he had his when Snoop Dogg had his family show on MTV, yeah, I yeah, think. reality joint. Yeah. And his um his son was playing in the closet, and he grabbed one of his coats. Uh-huh. And he was trying to be Snoop outside of the house, and he took out, he put it in his pocket. It was ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Stacked up, wow, and you get in trouble, of course.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, shoot. <laughs> oh no, nah, you can't do that, little homie. You got to, you got to stay out of daddy's pockets.
1: Oh I, I like to reach that level, man. When I forget ten thousand dollars in my pocket,
0: I remember I'll do you one better. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I remember I think it was D. Ray. Somebody was saying uh, they were hanging out at uh, Eddie Murphy's crib, and uh, if I get this right, they were at Eddie's crib, and and. Uh, it was like an envelope, a DreamWorks envelope, and, and D-Ray or whomever was like, "Yeah, what's that?" And it was like, a, "Oh, it's just, oh man, it's a, uh, it's just a residual. It was like, you know, either a couple hundred thousand or a million. just some, uh, a a six-figure check just sitting, and it was nothing. He was like, "Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's a check. I'm uh, I, I gotta, uh, I'll get that deposit. If if you or I." get a check for $1,000, you're immediately... I'm like, oh, here, let me make sure I go to the bank and, and put... Because I always... the fear, My fear is always that's the day that there's going to be a fire in the house and, and, and the check is going to get burnt <laughs> up and I'm never going to be able to uh, retrieve that check because Sack's going to be like... Oh no, we have to go through a pr- procedure and you have to, so I, I'm real paranoid. And that's 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 uh, coming from being broke. Man, I remember we, um, before um,
1: Jamie Masada used to give me f- Friday and Saturday right. shows at hey, the buddy. Laugh Factory. Hey, buddy. I'll be there on, fr- on Saturday because I had a show down the street. Uh-huh. I'll be there on Saturday where all the big comics are coming in and say, hey, what's up, Felipe? Uh-huh. You're in the show? Nah, I mean, I'm in a fucking show, man. I'm here to get my $60 right. from the, from the yeah. box office.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did that last night as a matter of fact. But but <laughs> I, uh both Ian Edwards and I, we were uh we were doing he was he had a spot at the Soho House. Uh, Sarah Mello. Shout out to Mello. She's doing a show at the Soho House every uh Tuesday. And uh we on our way from the Soho House, uh Ian, there was some agent was having a party, his cat Andy was having a party, uh, CAA cat, um at the den, I think. The den. The den on sunset. So on our way, I said to Ian, I said, Yo, you know what? Swing by, uh, swing by the factory, cause I have probably like six, seven checks there from last time I was out here, um, but I think that they expired. Oh man, <laughs> they expired. The, that's, they, that's that always bugs me. A month later. Yeah, yeah. Like you got, you got to pick up your checks quickly, and it's been. I haven't been out here since what are we in October? I was out here I think in uh, March, April, and so I was. So I kind of knew. That the checks weren't going to be there, but I was like, maybe, maybe I try and maybe I catch that because I, I think they expire after like there's 188 one 180 days, yes. six six month joint. So I just missed it. Oh well. Do
1: you ever go through the laugh factory checks when they give the little box uh-huh. and you start looking at all the other celebrities? Right, right, these right. These motherfuckers are gonna pick up these checks. I'll take it. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm like, there's hmm. a stack of them like yeah. John, like that, that dude. Um, a- what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Who right? Lovitz? No, not John Lovitz and the other guy. Uh, the one that goes, um, you can do it.
0: Oh, you can do. Oh, da- ah, damn! John Schneider. Yeah, Schneider.
1: He had checks in there, and, yeah. and I'm like, man, these guys don't give a fuck they don't care. They don't care. here. Here I- I'm, I'm waiting for get the check with another comedian right here.
0: Yeah, yeah, in line. In line. Wait for your checks, huh? So, so that's actually that's that's perfect uh, transition. So, when did you, you know, I, I do my research, and and I know there were like five things you want to do before you. Uh, d- uh you die yeah be, be happy and be a be a stand-up comic when did you decide when when did you have that conversation with yourself that made you decide you wanted to become a stand-up man? oh I
1: was like 22 okay and it was like I was in a rehab okay and our, our rehab was non-denomination mm-hmm. so you could be Muslim or jewish or non- non-religious to be in our show our rehab but you have to attend the meetings, though.
0: So hold up. So real quick, this is this is new news to me. I didn't realize that certain uh, rehab facilities are are based on whatever your denomination is. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did I did not know.
1: Most I of them know, are Christian. Right. Okay. But our, our place was called Live Again Recovery Home in mm-hmm. Saugus. Okay. Pastor Juan. Okay. Now, that guy has a story, man. Because, <laughs> like, everybody will come in here for being drug dealers or being a drug addict, mm-hmm. heroin addicts, meth addicts. And the pastor was a bank robber.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Pastor Juan was getting it in.
1: Yeah, man. He was a heroin addict. He robbed every bank in Fresno, Madera County.
0: Dude.
1: Wow. And like in the 70s, bro, he robbed all of them. And he was being chased by the FBI. He did time in Leavenworth, Kansas. Damn. And he escaped. He escaped? Well, he, he got released on a computer error. Like the A-team. Dun, 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 dun.
0: I ain't going to play in Hannibal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he said he got he, he got uh, released from county jail on a computer error, and as soon as they said, oh, you're out, he took off. Mm-hmm. and of He course. ran from the law for 10 years. Mm-hmm. He said he got stopped by a border patrol and left that fool naked mm-hmm. in the desert and took off with his car and drove it to Mexico. Wow. And then he, 10 years afterwards, he was helping... You know, he sobered up in Mexico, mm-hmm. opened up a rehab in Mexico and helped addicts. Then when he went back to L.A., he was still living under another name. And then he just said, fuck this. I can't live like a lie. Right. I'm going to turn myself in. Oh, wow. And he turns himself in, and the judge asked him, what the hell you been doing for the last 17, 10 years? Mm-hmm. And he gave him the whole story, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and she gave him time served.
0: wow. Wow. So good for him because he, he It's interesting how the—the—the—the the, the, the burden of of the lie, the burden of the guilt, um, made him say, "Man, this is you know I'm I'm telling I'm helping people get their life right. And I ain't I'm, right. I'm, I'm not right. So let me just go. And it's and it was a blessing in disguise because it actually, it, it uh it worked to his benefit that he cleared you know the judge cleared his uh cleared his plate. Wow, that's. That's cool. Okay, so you're in you're in rehab. Is this your first time in rehab? Yeah, I've only been to rehab once. Okay, it was um,
1: I was there from um, I don't know when I came in there July, and I was there for a whole year, and mm-hmm. I got out the next year, a year and a half later in December. Mm-hmm.
0: Now you know what this. Uh, uh, oh, living part, there too. Yeah, no. Part part my ignorance because I you know I I've uh, fortunately I never uh, had an addiction that. Had me uh, have to experience or understand what rehab was, and for for also the listeners out there that might not know. So I always wondered when you're in rehab, you do, do you also are you functioning in society with a normal nine to five job, or is or is life really just about you be, them helping you re, rehabilitate yourself out of your addiction, and therefore you don't have any other you know type of uh, vocation that you're focusing on.
1: No, the, the rehab that I was in, it was in-house, so I have to sleep there, and I can't leave. Well, I could leave. I okay. could walk away anytime I want. Right, right, right. But um, I didn't want to leave. Okay. I, was this, I had this fear, if I leave, I'm going to die. Okay. And they, I don't know if they put that fear on us, but most of the people that would leave, they end up going to be using drugs mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to this guy, and I didn't talk him out of staying. I didn't talk him out about leaving. He said, man, Felipe, I got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving right now. And I said, Well, I'll go pick up your bags. And look, you are going to talk me out of it? No, man. You you want to leave. It's up to your problem, man. Right. you you it was your decision. And I'm not going to force you to stay here. Right. But you know what's out there. Right. I'm not going to tell you what's out there. Yeah. And um they would leave. But I never left because I was afraid I was gonna get my I was gonna die out there because I had already had beat someone up. Oh, okay. So um, I just needed to get away from violence. Right, right. So when I was in there, I was like a crackhead, but most of the people that were there, I guess crack was new. Mm-hmm. At the time, people, I was going in for a crack. Now it's meth. But most of the people there were heroin addicts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, it's funny when you're like, well, my drug was stronger than yours. Right,
0: it's like, right. It's, it's like, that's like uh, black people and Jews trying to uh, yeah. prove who who uh, who suffered more. So it's the same with 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 drugs which i didn't realize that heroin addicts are like nah that crack ain't nothing you got this hair on
1: yeah man you no I matter mean, be like you you were just a pin cushion man
0: it. Wow,
1: wow but it was funny to to watch because crackheads, when they come into recovery it's just depressing man because you've been um doing drugs and hiding your problems for mm-hmm. what a year mm-hmm. two years <clears throat> so you never had a chance to see work see the world as it is, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without running from it. Mm-hmm. So crackheads, they 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 cry a lot. Mm-hmm. They get depressed. They want to kill each other. Mm-hmm. It's just a constant battle in your head. Like it's just living with total regret every single day.
0: So, so you so crack was your your choice, which yeah. was your poison. Were, um, had you tried other drugs? Like I, I'm always because you and I are pretty much off age. And did you start crack? when crack first hit in the 80s or were you a late were you late to the crack party and and, and if so what made you say i'd i'm not going to get addicted like every other crackhead that i've ever seen you know what i mean i cuz that's that's most most people that don't don't smoke like the 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 thought in our heads is like how are there new crackheads when you know crack is batting a thousand you know what I mean nobody nobody smokes crack and went you know what I mean so what made you say you know what I I, I got this
1: nothing man I, I really I, I didn't tell myself nothing like that like mm-hmm. I didn't say I was gonna quit mm-hmm. or I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get addicted My like how'd you start yeah <clears throat> um I was sad I was sad okay we had just dropped acid tabs like three nights ago mm-hmm. and we were all wired up we were walking around the housing projects Mm-hmm. You know, man. Like, it, it's the projects could be could be dangerous if you're not from the if you're projects. Not from the projects, yeah. But if you're in it, you're in it to win it. Right. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows you. Right. Everybody watching your back. Even if there's the gang there, even if you're not part of the gang, you're part of the gang. Right. Because right. everybody in that neighborhood is part of the neighborhood. Fam, right. Because even if you're not in the gang, just ask where you from? from. Um, from Aliso Village. Oh man, you, you're one of those Crips. No. Oh, you one of those other Mexican gangsters? No. You're one of them. Right, right, right. You right. know, so. And um, I got hooked right away because my brother was already hooked. He was doing crack. But then my brother got shot mm. by the police, and I were all depressed. It was like the mood in my neighborhood when my brother got shot and my other two friends were killed by the police. Mm-hmm. It was like the mood New York felt in 9-11
0: okay where
1: you lost somebody big and you and we're all we're we're all cool with each other we're hugging each other it was like a haze writing r.i.p on the walls for a friend never forget our friends and um even the korean guy from the liquor store Mm -hmm. who's been giving who's selling us 40 ounces our whole lives Mm -hmm. he felt bad that my brother got shot oh wow we were over there buying beer to get fucked up Mm -hmm. and um he gave me a big hug, and he walked me to the back of the store, and he gave me two cases of beer, oh. and he said, don't worry about it, kill yourself. Hey,
0: right. Because you know, like, well, on the one hand, wow, that's generous, but we're like, you're just helping, enable I'm, I'm, I'm not even
1: going to card you like I never do.
0: That was his version of a Hallmark moment.
1: Holy <laughs> You know, it's funny, man. My goals as the, when I was 14, 15 is to be like this. I'll, I'll say his name, man. He's still alive, man, but I'm pretty sure you he want to hear this podcast. Right. There used to be this bu- this guy named Bungie, mm-hmm. this brother, man. And um, he was cool, bro. He was cool. I don't know if he was a blood or he was a, in the Mexican gang. Either mm-hmm. he, This guy was crazy. He claimed both. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Four Street.
0: He got range. Yes, <laughs> man.
1: He was a kind of... Man, he was the kind of dad you want, you mm-hmm. know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the kind of gangster you want. Mm-hmm. But if was not your friend, you don't want him.
0: Well, What made? What? What would you say? Because this guy had a—he he like wants you. He like I would
1: watch you. him work, man. And I say, man, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do everything he did. Mm-hmm. He, man, we were. There was a liquor store, the same liquor store where he. That guy gave me my my free beer. Mm-hmm. Well, people—all remember I told you there's a lot of warehouses. Mm -hmm. They get paid on Friday. Okay. They will get paid. They will cash their checks at our, uh, I finance our liquor store. Right, right. But it was our liquor store, uh, Charlie's, and then um, on First and Boyle, and he'll no First and Glass Street. Okay. He will wait. Imagine you're cashing your check. And then this big old thug just watching you catch your check right, right there, who's standing there. Right. He ain't buying nothing. Right. He's just standing on the Watch, other watching side. Watching everybody. He's standing by the candy, and you're uh-huh. catching your check. And he's standing right there with a tank top, mm-hmm. big. He's wearing one of those old school, old school um, gangster hats. I know you remember, Oh, like the fedora type joint. Nah, man, with a corduroy hat with the two golf clubs. It was a corduroy gangster uh-huh. hat, uh-huh. and it had a little, and it had just two golf clubs uh-huh. on it. I remember the logo seems yes, familiar. Probably Neiman Marcus. I don't know okay, what it was. Okay. And he's standing there. Just take his. This he got guy's, the lokes on. He got yeah, lokes. Yeah, he got lokes and then his co- his cone rolls are in rollers. Mm. mm. So
0: he was thorough. big rollers. Yeah, yeah. And he's
1: standing right there, and um, just some regular Joe's casting his check, two hundred seventy dollars. That fool's asking for $30. Dig it. Dig it. And
0: you get and you get and they
1: gave it. I, mean, I don't know how they gave it, uh, but some of them gave it. Of
0: course. You got the, the, this big, his big two sitting there just watching them, they're like, do I give him 30 or does he take the full 217 around the corner? And then that Asian guys are getting mad. No, Banja! He you know how
1: to say bungee. Banja! Banja, no! Banja! <laughs> Clock that fool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked that fool out, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the cops show up, and I'm there like picking up the the little change that fell, yeah, putting yeah. in my pocket. Yeah. When I'm putting my change in, the stupid ass um, housing authority police, because we have the projects back then had their I thought, own yeah, police. Yeah, I remember, yeah, they still in New York. Yeah. And it's funny, like we knew those fools got off work at four, mm-hmm. and then the real criminals would come out. Right. So man, that, the, those guys came in there, they didn't even give a fuck who did it. Bungie was gone. His homies were gone. It was only the little kids, the right. next generation, right, right there. Right, right. We were like the runts, like right. city of city of God. Yeah, the yeah, little kids. Yeah, and the cop just—he went. Oh damn! And he pointed the shotgun inside the store, and even, he even—he just pointed both of them pointed inside the store. Damn! I, I don't know who called and said there was an armed robbery. There was no armed robbery. Right. Strong arm. Right. 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 And I was like, I was watching that. And then every time a truck, let's say a truck, like a Coca-Cola truck Mm -hmm. or a Budweiser truck, or any kind of Budweiser truck will come in and deliver alcohol to that liquor store, Mm -hmm. they will get robbed. Like, someone would open up the cases and run off with a beer, mm-hmm. and that happened all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, our neighborhood was in a, the type of neighborhood to start a business. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, no. Because <laughs> you weren't going to get the local love in the way you wanted it.
1: So those were my heroes. hmm Then there was another guy named Wolf, mm-hmm. and this guy, man, was one of those Mexican gangsters, man, that was crazy. Like, you know, some people have a silver tooth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this guy did it, but he had a he had a, a red ruby in one of his tooth.
0: I I always wondered how they how got the... it embedded into the tooth like that.
1: This guy was was when was, was wolf. I think he's face long gone, mm-hmm. but he was one of those, he was buff man, mm-hmm. just like Bungie buff. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy man, I saw him fight one of those police authority cops mm-hmm. that just stopped him and they said, "Wolf." He goes, "How the fuck you know me by Wolf?" Mm. Like, right away, like, who told you my name is Right, Wolf? right, right. And then I got to stop him, and then I just saw him, like, grab the police officer by the by the chest mm-hmm. and started pounding Uncle, his right. face. And then those other his homies came in and started bashing up the car. And then, see, when you live in the housing projects, a lot of people were not that violent. They were not involved in that situation. Right. But they were affected by it. Like, the all, all the cops would show up. And they will put our neighborhood on lockdown.
0: Right, right.
1: How can, and then like nobody can go outside their homes, while the police scatter the whole neighborhood. Like there was, like, there were like the cops, the LAPD was line up eleven deep, mm. and start <clears throat> from the back of the project, Sixth Street, mm-hmm. and walk all the way to First Street. Just walk the entire perimeter. Scare the whole world. Yeah. And everybody go in their house, but by the time they made it to
0: the other side, everybody was gone already. Right. Everybody cleared out. Woo <laughs> woo! Right, right. Popo. <laughs> so, so. Wow, that's uh, you know, cause I we, I, I want to break this into two uh two episodes instead of doing just one long one, and we we stopped at. So when did you start smoking? Uh, when did you? When would you say? Cause obviously you were doing other drugs, but. <clears throat> They sort of acted as a gateway, but but crack became the one that really affected you heavily, yeah? And around what age were you? I was like 19, man. 19, okay. Put
1: it this way, man, I, I was the kind of guy, man, you can't tell fuck off in person because I would knock your ass out. Wow. And then this asshole. And you're such
0: a sweet guy. Yeah, you know, and then that's then this,
1: what... this asshole from the, from the L.A. podcast festival told me to fuck off on Instagram uh-huh. just because I told him his podcast was all white. Huh. And it was all white. It was all fucking white. Uh-huh. And he told me to fuck off, bro. I was gonna fuck him up, bro. Mm,
0: yeah, then I
1: found out how small and weak he is. Right. Fuck this motherfucker! Tell right, yeah. me to fuck off, cause I know that bitch from the Lala Dollar whatever podcast he is. Mm-hmm. He would never tell me that shit in person. Right, right. I don't think he would tell anyone to fuck off in person. Right. Right. And if you're listening right now, motherfucker, I hope I never see your ass. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and that, that's... Fuck your apology.
1: <laughs> apology me in person, man. Grow some fucking if, balls. If you, if and a then man... my comment was fucking deleted. Oh, really? When I told him, why are you telling me to fuck off? It was deleted. And his fucking um, fuck off stood there for about a two, a whole week. Uh-huh. Fuck that motherfucker, yeah, dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. People, people are people behind, act, behind People the... act
1: tough, man, yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Like, I would never tell someone to fuck off. Right. Even if they're smaller, well, you, like have, a, you have Buncho. You know
0: you gotta respect. I, I respect people. Yeah, yeah man. And I'll call you out, but don't tell me to fuck off. And there's a, there's also there's a difference between because you you called them out on something that was honest. That was, honest. That was a
1: true your fact. podcast, Alley Podcast. You fag was all white, right? And then all of a sudden, like a uh, Latino guy. Because see what it is, man is that like when a bunch of white people are hanging out together, they're used to that. Mm -hmm. They're used to seeing all white. Mm -hmm. That's why white comics don't step into a black night or a Latino night, because that's not their vibe, Right. right? They don't know that, but as a Latino comic, we go everywhere, or a black comic, or a black or, or comic, or comic, any go, comic of we color. We go everywhere.
0: Well, and the and the reason, and this this to you know to inform and not not necessarily to offend. People have to understand the the majority of I remember, someone said to me recently. They said, you know, you have to understand, um, like we everybody want. I just want to be American, but you all. Created the term African American. When when people think American, they just think automatically. Well, that's a white American. And if 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 you're a uh, other type of American, there's a hyphen. You're you're hyphenous. So you're Af- African American. You're Latino American. You're you're Asian American. You know, we didn't we didn't create that. Y'all created that. So the same thing with with say the comedy club scene or any scene. If if I the the majority of my life, any space I go into. I know how to find comfort in that comfort in my own skin being myself in whatever space I'm in. Cause the majority of places you go to, the majority of places I go to are majority white, are majority Caucasian um, versus uh, uh, refried Fridays at, at the improv or wherever, where they have the Latin night. And now you, you might have like that's I always respected Billy Burr, uh, Bill Burr to, to, uh, Look, it's weird saying it in, in the studios, right? But Bi- Bi- what what I always dug about Billy was, and the reason Billy is so successful and he could now be Bill and not Billy is because he always would go into any space in New York City and do him. He didn't change his set. He didn't change his style. He didn't pander to... to uh, to here, I'm the I'm the white guy in a in a in a black club, so I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna dance and and get people like oh go white boy because I'm he's gonna do jokes
1: about student loans
0: right he's he just did his act you know what I mean just like when I would go into a black room or mainstream room I would just do my act you know what I mean? um so the, so the cat I have no idea who you're talking about but I'm offended at at, at somebody that's coming at you for just saying hey man hey what's man what's up with some diversity. White
1: dog, yes. And you're in LA, homie. Right. There's a lot represent of represent LA.
0: There are a lot of other people. I know, man. <laughs> in and mostly
1: fuckers not even from LA. Right. Of course. They had a
0: guy from Australia. Right. right. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we just got heated. <laughs> That's what you, I love. This. I just, cat, this man. is my city, dog. Yeah, dude. Just just pay respect. Pay respect. Pay respects. That's all. Just like hope. if I if I would
1: go to Boston, I would look for a, a Boston comic, right. like David.
0: um. I forgot his name, Brunger. Whatever his name is. Right, but but you show you show you show respect not only for the city but also for everybody that's been there. Uh, excuse me, prior to you being there, by saying you know let's let's get some cats that are that are from out here. So that, uh, so that we can, uh, you know, expand, expand, diversity. In my opinion, diversity is is wonderful because it it opens it opens up uh, your palate as well as the people that are uh, around you palate. So, like you being on my podcast doesn't hurt me. It only opens opens up my my uh, listeners and supporters and fam to to what you do in your story and vice versa, me being on your podcast is just gonna make people say, yo, that dude D that was. I gotta check this dude out. You know what I mean? And and that's that's called reciprocity. That's how the world's supposed to work. Yes. You know, versus being in this vacuum. Like when I
1: did um I did um Jay Larson.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh, yeah. I did the crap uh, Oh yeah. man, I got a lot
1: of bunch of people. Oh Felipe a bunch of people from their, their yeah. listeners listening to me now. Yeah, when I did the Burke Kreischer, right? They followed me. Oh, this guy's an OG. Yeah, damn. Yeah, man. Everybody's saying, "Wow, he's the most realist guy you ever had, dude." Dude, and I did um, Jay Moore stories. Mm-hmm. The the champs. I did that shit twice.
0: Right, right, right. right. I didn't enough. think I
1: could do it twice. I thought I lost all my energy on the first one.
0: Nah, but you got you got a lot, man. You 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 uh you actually reminiscent of um. It's funny we were talking about Tracy because you and Tracy y'all both y'all both got stories for days. You know, <laughs> that's what's entertaining. People man, like do it was, good, man. that's that's my man. Fifty grand. We go back like <laughs> spinal cords and eight tracks. Go back like spinal cord and eight tracks. We talking. Hey, hey, listen, man. Look, I um like I said, we gonna do do two episodes and then I'm uh I'm going to do Felipe's uh podcast. So, you know what? we're we're going to wrap up the uh part 1 of this uh this episode, man. We're going to wrap up part 1 Felipe, where can people find you um on on the internet? On felipe'sworld.com. Okay, felipe'sworld.com. They can get you all your social media. felipesworl D.com. Okay, and as as always, y'all know me, man. Shoot. I am Dean Edwards on all things social media. Just follow at I am Dean Edwards, because that's that's who the funk I am. Uh um, you know, y'all, y'all stay tuned for next week. We're gonna have part two because I didn't, I meant to mention at the beginning of the episode, man, this is the first time we've had a winner of Last Comic Standing uh rocking out with us in the living room on the Fothermunk Protocol. So y'all, y'all make sure y'all keep listening. Keep Support supporting, keeps commenting, and uh and we'll keep bringing you that flavor. Felipe Esparza, thanks for hanging out on this episode, homie. We got you uh next week, y'all. What's up, fool? And y'all make sure y'all check out me on what's up, fool, uh I this don't know Friday. how soon. This Friday. So when y'all did yours come out. I'm out, you know what? I guess uh this this will <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it's it's up already because I'm I'm dropping this on Monday. I drop my joints <sighs> on Monday. So y'all y'all check me out on what's up, fool, uh immediately. All love is your man Dean Edwards Two Fingers. Basic. You
1: know who was real